What's up? And welcome back to Nostalgia Pod, giving you your Star Wars breakdown today. My name is Pat Sheehan with Grand Supreme Leader David Martinson. Dave, <laughs> how are you feeling after seeing the end of, of the Skywalker saga? Uh, I have some notes. How notes. about you? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I've been texting quite a few people about this today and uh my my general reaction has been it's a it's a very entertaining movie yes and that's that's where maybe we'll start with this and before we get too far into our thoughts if you're watching on youtube uh youtube.com slash nostalgia pod hit that subscribe button go to soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod to follow the podcast any way you want to dave here you agree that was entertaining what was your what was your movie going experience like last night let's start there 6 p.m dolby cinema shout out the contrast shout out the real color black you don't know what that shit looks like unless you go (laughs) my theater was going wild for the contrast last night people were like Like, there was guys there was guys next to me making the same jokes we always do i was like my men i appreciate that Um, did you tell them to listen to the podcast (laughs) yeah i dropped the business card uh (laughs) yeah uh i believe it was completely sold out there might have been a seat or two in the very front that was open but uh yeah you know it's funny um everyone was pretty locked in the whole time there's not a lot of talking i never saw a phone screen um some claps at the end but it seemed everyone was very focused on the screen which i think is important because you really got to pay attention yeah did you have cheering throughout yours or booing uh some yeah yeah some no booze there's some cheers yeah not not as raucous as i've experienced in other set set situations but yeah yeah my my theater we had it was same as yours uh pretty much completely sold out uh 9 45 p.m showing so later crowd um and a lot of people cheering um apparently friends of the pod Sean McKenna and I think other friends of ours were with him um, said that there was a lot of booing in his people really uh, hmm. not liking some of the choices in the film which I found interesting because oh. if, if anything this is a fan servicey film this I, I know made, that is interesting yeah this is made it might be make... friends of ours these, yeah. these booers <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely the last Jedi fans for sure um, and maybe that that's a good place to jump into it so there's a lot to talk about with this movie. We're going to try to break it down as much as we can. We want to start with what was going on around this movie even before it was released, right? So Last Jedi came out two years ago, 2017. Um, long two years. My yeah, God. It feels like a very long two years. And that's mostly because the discourse around The Last Jedi has been exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it got to the point, it was... Uh, split critics and and star wars fans kind of down the middle and maybe not even down the middle a very vocal minority especially online i wouldn't say it's split critics i think it was pretty universally beloved with critics but yeah the 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 fan fan split was incredibly polarizing and hard to hard to ignore because both sides at least had very vocal members you know tough to know exactly what the percentage of that split would be with a movie of this size but yeah um the the relitigation of the film and what the film did and didn't do 
uh, yeah, as you said, just became uh, pretty unbearable and just stopped being fun to talk about, which is annoying because you would hope that actually talking about stuff in the universe we all love would be fun, but stop being fun, I'd say. Yeah, and it got to the point where this vocal minority had raised quite a bit of money to try to get it remade, you know, get J.J. Right. Abrams back and, behind the camera and remake The Last Jedi. I'd say it's important to note, too, that, like, there's, like, those, like, real dorks to remake The Last Jedi people, and then there are just other people that just didn't enjoy the movie, you know? I mean, I, I think it is a, a minority, but it's not, like, it's not, like, a little tiny subset. It's definitely a large amount of people, but... um. I mean, yeah, the the remake, the Last Jedi people, the re, the reshoot, Game of Thrones season eight people, like you can't take those people seriously. They have nothing to val uh, of, of value to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what I can see, I mean, a, a lot of what people disliked about this movie was um, it definitely uh, changed the story up a bit. You know, the story that had been primarily about. Um, these very specific families and people and lineage coming from these families and people. Um, and it kind of expanded the view saying, Hey, anyone can be uh, mm-hmm. a Jedi that these powers are not exclusive to just the people that already have it. Um, which I think was something that critics liked and fans did not, or a, a decent amount of fans did not. I've seen a lot of people talk about how they felt like the character development in it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I'm not sure if I agree with that, but uh, <laughs> certainly that's a take that's out there. And, you know, one of the things I think I liked most about the film that maybe didn't resonate with the fans is the humanity it kind of brought to the Star Wars uh, saga. Because, uh, you know, not only were they uh, highlighting how Rey, you know, her parentage actually didn't matter um, mm-hmm. in The Last Jedi. And again, bringing in the idea that, like, you can be, you can come from nothing and be something. But also right. it That's highlighted it. some of the issues um, that maybe the uh, the downtrodden on these planets face that we don't necessarily see in the effects of the first order and things like that. Mm-hmm. And specifically like wealthy war versus pro- unwealthy. War profiteering, stuff like that, yeah. Correct. Um, any other any other critiques of the movie that maybe I, I overlooked there? Uh, well, you know, I th- yeah, I think it's important to even look back, of course, to Force Awakens, uh, JJ's first foray, 2015, first Star Wars movie since Disney purchased Lucasfilm for $4 billion in 2012. And that movie had a lot riding on it that had to, uh, not reestablish the brand, but reestablish uh, at least confidence or the sense of feeling in the movies after the prequels, of course, which, um, you know, I'd say are, are popular with a certain, you know, generation of people. I think people our age that were young when they came out, but uh, obviously not, not great films. Um, and Force Awakens was successful in that, you know, and it, even if it um, was familiar from a structural standpoint to A New Hope, uh, a lot of winning casting with, you know, Ray, Kylo, Finn, and Poe. And th- that sense of that sense of being back and, and feeling good again about Star Wars was, was achieved. And, you know, when, when it's a brand management of that magnitude, it it's, makes sense that that was the main goal. Um, but in Last Jedi, you know, I think there were some people that were actually invested in a lot of the setup in force awakens um you know jj had the strengths of jj abrams we're going to get to his deficiencies in a second obviously but his strengths has always been kind of opening the box establishing the, the field of play 
Think Star Trek 2009. Think Mission Impossible 3. The best JJ moments or when he makes you feel good again. Um, in a sense, you know, his new deal with Warner Brothers kind of makes sense that he should do that with uh, Superman and Man of Steel 2 or something. You know, reestablish Superman, make you feel good about that overall. Um, he did that with Force Awakens, but he didn't actually lay any groundwork. He just kind of asked a lot of things. Uh, Ray's parents, who are they? Snoke, uh, who, is, who, is all, who is anything with that, right? Uh, why Kylo go bad? Where is Luke? He's, you know, there's really no, nothing is laid out. Just all these questions are asked. And Ryan Johnson with Last Jedi actually uh, didn't keep looking in the past. He started to look and see if Star Wars could be different. And I think, um, unfortunately, I think more people would be agreeable to a lot of the things he introduced if it wasn't revolving around Luke Skywalker the character everyone loves so much. So the choices with Luke, you know, losing faith and, you know, lashing out at, at, at Ben Solo and causing what happens and stuff like that. Uh, fortunately, people just, some people just couldn't grasp that. And I think that was really frustrating because like Luke not just being a binary good person and thinker is fascinating and interesting. And last night I just kind of showed what Star Wars uh, could be going forward because we know it's never going away, right? Um, and also, of course, uh, the script is really tight and the cinematography and the, the editing looks great. And God did that, uh, you know, rewatching Force Awakens Last Jedi leading up to Rise of Skywalker, that was fresh in my mind. And you watch uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, like, oh, The Last Jedi, man, uh, like, is in a different stratosphere when it comes to filmmaking like Rise of Skywalker does not look nearly as good and I was just disappointed in that mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on um <laughs> leading into this movie and it's it's kind of crazy how fraught the Star Wars relationship uh, brand has been in a certain sense and I think ultimately I think we can kind of safely attribute this to the leadership more than anything else you know that's something that's not a new thought but I think it's pretty pretty abundant at this point just because Lucasfilm clearly changed what they wanted. They kind of gave Ryan Johnson an open book, let him actually try stuff with Last Jedi. Got some backlash to that, a lot of backlash to that. So like, all right, actually, no, let's just go back and do what we used to do and make people feel good again. You know, it's just the 180 of that is just really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And, um, you know, I think you did a good job summarizing. Uh, I think when when you think about what was leading up to this movie beyond uh, the last Jedi backlash, the atmosphere from the fandom around it and the response from Disney to then bring in Abrams to almost like correct the ship, like make the, you know, land it in, in a way that uh, is going to be satisfactory to the most amount of people. Um, He also had to deal with the issue of Carrie Fisher tragically passing away Mm -hmm. Um, and it was pretty obvious that they were making each of the trilogy films kind of centered around one of the original trilogy main characters. Right. And this was supposed to be Leia's movie, obviously. Um, so that they had to rewrite that, had to kind of figure out how they were going to um, work her in there. And I think that that's pretty obvious in the film that this was a puzzle piece that they were trying to make fit. And I think they did the best they could with an awful situation. Um, and they they kind of used her sparingly, but you could tell that, yeah, this was this was a tough tough piece to figure out for them. 
yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I thought I think from people that are at least a little more thoughtful about movies with, but still didn't like the last year. I just from an enjoyment perspective, and like I can understand that if like the, I guess limited plot progression in Last Jedi was frustrating to people. The the Canto bite uh, pacing is definitely off, but I've seen people share that you know. Ryan Johnson, the risks, the the swings, the uh, subversion of expectations would have been better served separated from our now dubbed Skywalker saga. And like if we gave him the full clean slate and that you would let him commit to it over the trilogy that at least at one point he was purported to be making, uh, that would have been better idea. And honestly, like I think The Last Jedi is easily the best movie of this trilogy. It's fantastic blockbuster. So, so impressed to me still. Um, I think that idea makes sense given the fact that Lucasfilm leadership was not going to commit to anything he actually attempted to do to achieve, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a uh, God, you can, you can talk about the, the, the meta nature of current star Wars choices for a long time. You know, we haven't even gotten to the movie itself yet. Yeah. And, and we will in a second. Um, you know, I think what I'm kind of struck with in, uh, in thinking about how this, how the choice became that this was the end to this saga. And I don't know if that was always the intention. I, I guess I'm, I'm misremembering if, if that was initially stated, I don't believe it was. It almost kind of feels like Ryan Johnson in a way set up like this could potentially continue beyond a third. And I know that this, they wanted this to be a trilogy, but if they ever wanted to kind of like do an offshoot of this or, or make more movies afterwards, they could, but this really feels like a conclusion to the story. And I think, um, I wonder if the backlash and everything from it just kind of felt like let's let's close the book on this and start to move forward with different stories and different characters. Right. And, um, I think it's obvious that Ray, uh, Poe, and Finn are going to be in the lexicon moving forward. Um, hmm. But I I don't know if it's going to at, be- at least some of them. I'm not, I'm not so yes. sure. Okay, so we'll, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Um, but certainly not like I I would be surprised if there's like major films like focusing around them but we'll yes. we'll talk about that at the end um while we jump into the movie here right so <laughs> there there's a lot to get through <laughs> i almost have a full page of just like notes of this thing happening this thing happening a lot of exposition mm-hmm. right um so we basically start off with the scroll which is saying um the dead have spoken palpatine sends a message mm-hmm. out the dead speak Yes. And uh, then it's talking about how like Ray is training, Poe and Finn are working with the, the rebels, but the rebels are preyed down and out at this point. Uh, uh, resistance, sir. Resistance. These are proper terms. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, then it starts in probably one of like the hottest openings of a Star Wars film. You just have Kylo kicking ass <laughs> in these like mm-hmm. snow fields just uh, yeah murkin peeps uh getting find, the wayfinder yep gets the wayfinder goes to exegol finds finds palpy chilling just chilling in his basement really just chilling <laughs> yeah but like also uh, I, I guess maybe this i got is a like, lot of palpatine thoughts let's save him for a second okay let, yeah let's save him so he finds <laughs> finds palpatine palpatine Basically, he says, like, why should I go with you? And Palpatine basically says, like, I don't know. Well, he convinced him that he needs to, like, defeat Ray or bring Ray to him first before any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, feel, I say whatever just because I, I feel like there's just so much to get through. That's such a one part of it. Then it kind of cuts to Poe, Finn, and Chewie playing cards. They get this information from a spy on the Millennium Falcon. There's this awesome 
uh, hyperspace jumping uh, yeah. chase through space. That was really cool. I thought um, kind of how it went from like one planet to the next, to the next, and then they get back and the millennium Falcons on fire. They escaped the, the tie fighters and Poe kind of confronts Ray saying like, what the fuck dude, why are you out here training? Mm-hmm. You know, getting shot up by these droids. We need you out there. You're the best fighter we got. Um, and you know, Ray and Poe kind of go back and forth with it. A little bit of like the Leia Han, um, you sure. know, like back and forth from, from the original trilogy in a sense there, you know, uh, you got Ray interacting with Leia and how Leia's kind of training Ray at this point. So there's some mm-hmm. cool stuff. Cool going dynamic out there. there for sure. Um, and then it kind of, they basically like, oh, we gotta go find Palpy. We gotta go, we gotta go get him, you know? Like, how Cause we gotta- they just know, like they just like get told that he's right. back and they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to it. Uh, so then, then they have to figure out how to find him. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they find out that there was this like Sith that was on this planet and potentially like they can find a clue there or they'll be able to find yes. a wayfinder there. So they, but, they go mm-hmm. first time in 42 years, shout out to uh, the 42 years being a reference back to the original star Wars dropping 42 years ago. Um, that they're oh, having this this big cool. um, uh, celebration on this planet, yeah. almost like Coachella. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they run into Lando while they're trying to get away from hmm. some stormtroopers. Which not, is... not a system. He's a man. Yeah. Um, and Lando kind of rescues them. They get sucked into this pit through like quicksand, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of when they like, uh, you, you see Ray showing out a little bit with her force abilities, right? So she heals that like snake in the yep, and she healed herself in the beginning too, while she was training a little bit. But she really like takes this huge gash and heals the snake, and then they they get this this dagger right with Sith writing on it, and three mm-hmm. PO can can read it, but isn't MacGuffin allowed to one. say it. <laughs> yeah, MacGuffin one. That's funny, um, but. You know, Ray's like, okay, you guys get in the speeder because she knows that you know Kylo Ren and the the Knights of Ren, God, which is just like never, me. never ever explained or really colossal waste of time. Yeah, cool idea though. Like they they looked awesome. Yeah, I mean, they know, looked like, awesome in Force Awakens. We don't know anything more about. <laughs> um, and Ray's like out there. Chewie gets ki- kidnapped somehow. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, just. So Knights of Ren saw him and then they got him. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. So then Ray sees Kylo coming, coming across on a speeder. Mm -hmm. This after they had already talked. Shot from the trailer. Yep. And she does some, she takes down his TIE fighter and then they, she sees the transport going and she starts using the force to stop the transport, which was awesome. And Kylo's walking across. Force unleashed callback. Yep. (laughs) And Kylo's walking across the desert and he's using it to like send it out. And then lightning bolts come from Ray Fingers and she blows up the transport. And Amazing moment. Yeah. Looked awesome. And I remember like I was, I think I like gasped a little bit because I was like, wow, like that was, I mean, Ray is the most powerful Jedi we've ever seen at this point. Uh, I mean, maybe Palpatine, but like mm-hmm. you can just tell that her powers are out there. At that point, were you like, all right, the spoiler i guess if if you for some reason no, i'm watching this <laughs> were, were you like ray is definitely palpatine's like bloodline um no i still wasn't thinking about it at that time um 
I, I knew that was Lando as soon as he popped up. I was like, God, mm-hmm. Lando, he's got this face cover just like in Jedi again, makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, when, when they had when we, we think for all of like four minutes that Chewie is killed, I'm like, oh wow, okay, that was a cool way to do it, Ray, like losing control and stuff. And like we've established that she's strong and gifted and still not really in full command of that. Uh, but it ended up being kind of a false flag for what was to come. And I mean, how, how it's, we still got a lot of movie before she learned she's progeny of the palp, right? Yeah, a lot to go here still. Um, I, I was I was starting to piece this together at this point. I was like, oh, okay, lightning bolts. We've only seen one other uh, person do this in the Star Wars universe, or hmm. at least in the oh, okay. Skywalker saga. So I was like, they're probably related somehow. Now I I was still kind of leaning like, is this gonna be like a a Luke reveal as like a father or something like that? But nah, Palpy ended up being the one. He was the baby daddy um grandfather grandfather right um and just what we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second sorry i'm not gonna get ahead of myself here i'm really There's excited so to talk to about it, though keep going um yeah so ray you know is on the transport talks to finn about how she's worried she's gonna be persuaded by the dark side they're traveling uh to this planet that poe knows uh, a guy that can reprogram c3po so that he can read the sith language which apparently was the the, the senate said that c3po is not allowed to like speak it's programming language. bro follow the fucking rules strange um <laughs> so i'm forgetting what the name of the planet is i think it's like Hi what the, yeah, which one okay uh the one that where pogo doesn't want to go back to uh kajimi yeah so Carrie russell kajimi yep where they run into uh Carrie russell playing zori bliss um mm-hmm. You know, you have one of the most beautiful people in the world and just cover her face the entire time. Yeah. Uh, just like Lupine Nyong'o playing an alien. <laughs> just uh, amazing choices. Uh, th- this uh, I really liked this planet, though, because I liked how it, sure. it fleshed out Poe a little bit more. The planet looked awesome. You know, they're kind of like... Uh, it reminded me a bit of in um, A New Hope when they're kind of running around trying to avoid the stormtroopers on the Death yeah. Star. Um, so that, Where's your I identification? Thought, right, exactly. <laughs> um and then they they find Babu Frick. Shouts yes. to Babu Frick. <laughs> one of the best parts of the movie. Um, <laughs> hilarious every time he's on screen. Uh, reprogram C-3PO. We get the, I want to take one last look at my friends line. Um, and then they... Also they, a false flag. Yep, exactly. Um, and then uh, they, they find out where this is. They have to go to Exegol. Um, or they mm-hmm. at least find out where they can is it where they can find out where they can find the the reader is that what it is God, <sighs> that's the thing the, for a movie that's so overstuffed and overstuffed with plot and moves at such a fast pace it's like it, it does require second viewing upon on, like knowing the broad strokes just so you can pay more attention to the detail like i, I don't yeah. even remember like specifically like but yeah i mean d- d- he through PO translates a dagger is that what happens i forget yeah, he translates the dagger and i think that says where they can find another one of the um wayfinders wayfinders and right. then you know they go outside they are gonna get caught by the stormtroopers ray sees the transport she senses chewy's on there so then they're gonna go up and save chewy yes. um and she goes up and she's kind of sneaking around and uh poe and and Finn are going to set Chewie free, and they do. Um, but then they get caught by 
Hux and, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple other stormtroopers. Hux sets them free. I'm the spy. Um, and then, Hilarious. Yeah, Finn shoots him in the leg, which actually made a lot of sense. I didn't see that coming. Um, right. But they, it makes they, some they, sense. They're setting it up to be Richard E. Grant the whole time, right? Yep. And like, oh, no, it's Hux. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I think like Hux, uh, Donald Gleason's really just been, you know, chewing the scenery mm-hmm. through two movies so far. Think back to his uh, Nazi speech in Force yep. Awakens, right? Um, you know, ultimately, uh, nothing too special as a character, I guess. Kind of nope. serves me in being a fo- more of a first order foil to Kylo. So I think that was, that was a fitting and satisfying way to have Hux go down because obviously yeah. Grant uh, kills him later. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's very satisfying. Um, and while, while this is all going on, Kylo is is trying to find out where Rey is. He's down on Kajimi, and uh, they they start to have their their force FaceTime call while Rey yes. is in his office. Love that shit. This scene is fucking awesome. Where they they this is where they actually start battling a little bit. Yeah, it's like, so. a, like a duel through the force. Like they yeah. obviously they last year they really establishes they have some kind they have a it's a really strong force connection where they can it's kind of in each other's heads and also can interface to the force. Obviously we saw uh, the water transfer in last Jedi and this time uh, transferring, of course, uh, items and a lightsaber (laughs) later in the movie. So I I was, it was cool to see this uh, further developed and then them having literally a duel from two different places was, was really great, really great. Yeah. And this is the first, uh, this is the second one. I'm sorry. Cause the first one was while they were on the, the other planet where they find Lando, uh, Pasana, cause he, he finds, he pulls the necklace right off of Ray's neck. That's right. And that's how he yep. finds them. Uh, so they have this, this duel Kylo kind of finds out that that Ray's in his office. Cause I think, uh, they, they knock off the Darth Vader mask. The Vader helmet. Yeah. Um, he rushes back to the ship, uh, Chewie set free. They the others get away on the Millennium Falcon due to Hux letting them free, and Ray is kind of cornered on the the bay, um, similar yeah. to A New Hope uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, and this is where Kylo reveals to Ray that she is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Um, and your parents were nobodies because they chose to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get you get some flashbacks here. Where our girl Jody Cummer is Ray's mom. And Talk about a surprise and a welcome I, one. I just wanted to see Jody Cummer being Ray's mom, though. Like Villanelle, man. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was awesome. And then, uh, very similar to um, Strike Empire Strikes Back, William Falcon kind of pulls up and and Ray jumps into space and uh, goes onto the ship and flies away with them, but. Mm-hmm. Kind of talks with Finn afterwards about how she saw herself on the Emperor's throne. How she's worried that she might go to the dark side. Um, okay, now we get to the ocean planet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, another Endor moon, I believe, yeah. a different Endor moon. I think. Um, uh, Kef Burr is right. The, what it's called. Um, this is where they're going to go find the Wayfinder device. This is where the Death Star, uh, the original Correct. Death Star, yeah. has landed and big ocean planet uh it's hard for them to they, the they second run death star not the original. second death star right um the uh, they run into like this group of people that live on the planet and want to help them out um mm-hmm. to like fix the millennium falcon up which yeah. it doesn't have naomi yaki who we yeah. saw on end of the fucking world season two and she's great um ray just decides to to go sailing on her own <laughs> and mm-hmm. go to the death star to find this wayfinder she sees a, a dark dark ray 
and has a, a quick little duel, which I actually thought was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Seeing that mm-hmm. duel, um, she had the teeth kind of like Palpatine when when she was dueling the Vision, which I thought was awesome. And then the Vision goes away, and Kylo's already there, and they have a pretty awesome duel yeah. where they both like basically exhaust themselves, and you feel like Kylo really is Ray beaten and is like, "I'm gonna take you to Emperor Palpatine now." And then Leia, uh, basically on Death's door, uh, mm-hmm. has a force message to Ben, communicates with him, uh, says his name. He pauses. Ray stabs him in the stomach with the lightsaber. She senses Leia's passing. Ben senses Leia's passing. Then Ray force heals Ben. Um, right. On, and then takes off, basically. And it, up, you know, Finn and uh, Naomi... Uh, uh, Aki. Aki, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, plays J- J- Jana, Jana, Jana in the movie, and uh, then Ray takes off, um, and she goes to Luke's planet, <laughs> Octo. God damn! Yeah. Like, the, what, this is the fifth planet we're talking about at this point. Uh, like, <laughs> if you don't count the Millennium Falcon hyper jump ones, <laughs> uh, and then they, you know you find her on Octo, and she's. Uh, burning uh, Kylo Ren's ship, which she stole to get there, and she's throwing logs in the fire. She goes to the lightsaber in the fire, and Ghost Luke catches it and says, mm-hmm. "This is not how you should treat a Jedi's weapon." Basically, oh, completely retconning uh, Ryan Johnson's introduction to Luke in uh, the Last Jedi when he throws the lightsaber over his shoulder, like he doesn't give a shit yep. about it. Frustrating um, moment. Very frustrating moment. Uh, meanwhile, Kylo Ren is having. Uh, the uh, vision of his father han solo not a force ghost they were pretty nope. clear with that not a force so. ghost um and they basically replay the moment of kylo killing han when he says i i don't know if i have the strength to do what i have to do and han says you do Will you and, help me <laughs> yeah, yeah and he turns around and throws the lightsaber in the, in the water his right. lightsaber in the water so uh Ben, I think, is officially turned at this point, no longer Kylo. Ray, in the meantime, is getting coached up by Ghost Force Luke. <laughs> uh, Force Ghost Luke, I mean. And uh, you know, he raises the, the red, red 5 X-Wing from the yep. water. He's like, here's Leia's lightsaber. Now, go get him, pal. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Ray is like flying through space and they're trying to figure out how are we going to get to Exegol so that we can take on the, the final order fleet that's destroyed a planet. <laughs> God damn. There's so much plot in this man. Uh, Ray leads the way everybody tracks her there. Um, they send out a distress mm-hmm. signal to everybody else in the galaxy. Like, Hey, we need your help. There's this great right. fight going Didn't on. work in last Jedi. Maybe it'll work now. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they get to the planet. Uh, Ray goes down to face Palpatine. Meanwhile, Poe and everybody else show up and they're having this big battle where uh, they need to to take down the communication thing at the bottom. And this is actually a nice touch, I felt like, because a critique has always been like, the Empire has this amazing plan set out and then the Rebels find the one thing right away and are able to undo it basically sure. and like disable them and then they, they, they switched it up and they put it in the, the empire was able to make another strategic move so then it kind of fell, fell onto them destroying the ship that was now the communication link which was cool and, and finn was leading that charge along with um what's her name marjorie or maggie or 
I'm forgetting who? the uh, the one who he went. I'm forgetting. Hold on. Poe's uh, Poe's helper to take down the the ship where that was the communication ship. One second. Uh, go Finn. Yeah, who are you referring to? Rose. 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 That's who it is. Thank you. Um, right. Basically, sidetrack for most of the movie. Yep, that was a little more in the end. Uh, and then Ray is taking on Palpatine. Palpatine's trying to turn her. You know, I don't want to kill you. I want you to kill me. So my powers go into you. This is your destiny. Blah yeah. blah blah. <coughs> you seem to have some thoughts. Uh, no, keep going. It's okay. just uh, unclear. It's hard hard to follow in the moment. Yeah, it's it's hard to follow, and also I don't really understand the logistics of the basement that uh, Palpatine's living in. It's like a coliseum, basically. There's all these like Sith down there, or something. The people that are watching this all happen. Um, Ray is then you know basically saying, "I'm not going to turn, not going to turn." Palpatine um, opens up the the sky and is showing that like all your friends are going to die if you don't turn. Ray's like, "Okay." I'll turn and save my friends. It's all about to happen. And then uh, Ben, who's been rushing to get there to save Ray, basically, or help Ray out. Um, they, they force communicate as he's getting the shit kicked out of him by uh, the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. And she slips him a lightsaber. He does his thing and, and kills all the Knights of Ren. Uh, Ray starts trying to like push back against Palpatine and Kylo shows up. Then, Palpatine because they're uh, kindred souls basically Ray and and Kylo is able to just take their power he basically like regrows his gnarly hands and until he gets his strength back and then he starts taking all the ships down with his electricity powers (laughs) his lightning powers Um, and then Kylo and Ray both get up at different points Kylo gets sent into the uh, depths of hell you know, I'm going to do what a Skywalker did to me and throw you down a hole. Um, Ray starts to, you know, gets her lightsaber back and is like pushing back in his Palpatine who then puts his lightning powers on her and she's kind of fighting back. Then she calls the other lightsaber and she has the dual lightsabers and that destroys Palpatine. Basically. Am I missing anything here? I feel like I'm like... <laughs> um, yeah, probably. But yeah. I, I mean, this is the, the gist. And then uh, all all the other people show up. Like Lando shows up with this whole fleet of people from the galaxy. The distress signal worked. You're not alone. (laughs) Shout out Wedge. Yep. Wedge and Tilly. Uh, Awesome seeing him back. And they basically destroy the the First Order fleet. Um, Final Order. Final Order fleet, right. Mm -hmm. And then they go back and celebrate. Chewie gets a medal. Um, And then the very end, Ray takes... Leia and Luke's lightsabers, Force buries them on Tatooine. Um, you see mm-hmm. Luke and Leia as a ghost, and Ray says, "Tell someone on the planet, my I am Ray Skywalker." She takes, right. she takes the last name Skywalker, mm-hmm. revealing that she had built her own saber. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that saber is awesome, dude. The 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 click on the on button that that was sick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I just basically did like twenty minutes of plot. Dave, your general thoughts about the movie, moments, characters, things mm-hmm. you want to really dig into here. Yeah, I said it before, but just from like a filmmaking perspective, I think it's really overstuffed with uh, 
convoluted or complex plots. There's a lot of MacGuffins with the Wayfinder and the, the dagger with the Sith writing. And a lot of the end is, is feeling distracting from like the best aspects of the movie in, the, in this trilogy. And along the way, you know, having this complex plot, I think the, the editing and and the cuts are just quite jarring. Like I was sitting at like the back of the theater and I was still like, God, I feel like I'm really zoomed in and stuff. And mm-hmm. such a stark and unfortunate contrast to Last Jedi, which looks so great and has such a great sense of place in cinematography. And you think of Gareth Edwards and even though he didn't finish Rogue One, the sense of scale is so expertly realized in that movie. And mm-hmm. here it just feels, I mean, it, it just visually I think was pretty unremarkable, which is just disappointing. Like, it looks fine. It looks in line with expectations, but nothing was really like wowing you. And that, that was just disappointing to me. Um, you know, along those lines, it, it was cool seeing Poe and Finn kind of just in action, leading the resistance and stuff. You know, I can understand Boyega's, uh, reservations with the last jedi given that finn's kind of uh, sidelined for a lot of that movie and that's yeah. part of the lesser parts of it you know with canto bite and stuff i get that but the mvps of this trilogy and this movie are ray and kylo yep. ray and ben and they really always have been and anytime i'm not with them i'm just less interested i think the daisy i think daisy really seemed fantastic in this yep the last screen time again i think he's great um you know, I think, I think Kylo was a little stronger last time, but he's still really good. And just they're such compelling figures that uh, it's just annoying when like there's some distractions. Like, you know, a lot of stuff it, 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 it's familiar. It's like this, you know, the swashbuckling nature of Star Wars and stuff. But when we're just reverting back on old tropes just to try and land the plane in a uh, agreeable, agreeable to all people mm-hmm. manner, it just kind of came off to me as like. Craven brand realignment, you know, mm-hmm. and the Palpatine stuff is really the biggest sin to me, just because it felt completely unnecessary the whole time. And you know, like with the expanded universe now decanonizes legends. Palpatine had multiple clones, resurrected himself, and all those stories. That, that, that that's not a new idea. Um, even him having like a secret fleet in the unknown regions. You know, that's where Thrawn comes from originally. Like the outbound flight. There's tons of stuff with that, mm-hmm. but having Ray actually just be descended of Palpatine, I don't think added anything to the movie. And that's why I'm really annoyed that they would 180 like that because, you know, saying that, Oh, well, yeah, yes, there are lots of Jedi in the prequels. Let's not forget. But if you want to truly be a force user of consequence, you got to be a solo, a Kenobi or a Skywalker or a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Right. Yeah. You were so strong before it only, only right that you were related to someone. And I, I hate that. I think it's just the message that you would Johnson originally gave that, you know, you could be something in spite of your, your upbringing, your surroundings, um, mm-hmm. just way stronger to me. I think it's more, uh, tangible and like kind of transcends star Wars is a better movie theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, with that choice though, like, it would have been nice if the Palpatine stuff made a little more sense. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's where I was, man. I mean, like, I just was like, okay, how is Palpatine back? Like, how did this work? What? How did he get here? You know, like, none of it uh, was explained. And it just felt so, like, it felt fanservice-y and just kind of, like, shoehorned in to be like, 
we know you didn't like the last movie. Here's something from the past movies that we know you will right. like. And uh, it's, it's, it's disappointing. I, I'm kind of reviewing it like this was their like this is what they viewed as their get out of jail free card, their breaking case of emergency. Um, well, Johnson established uh, Snoke was Snoke didn't matter, and you know gets killed in an unexpected way. Amazing moment in the movie. I think really cool for subserving tropes. In a sense, Snoke still doesn't matter. He was just kind of like a, a clone, a manu- manufacturing from Palpatine. Unclear, but at least you understand that yes, Snoke truly was inconsequential he was you know helping pulling the strings like he always did right um but and, and like I'm, I'm i'm willing to accept that palpatine survived i i accept that darth maul lived after all he with clone wars and stuff it's like yeah mm-hmm. like the dark side of the force is is a uh, quite strong we, we know that but like he was saying just for for general audiences people that maybe when they watch solo they're like oh wait maul's back i don't watch the kid cartoons i didn't know that uh, that's weird, and then how it'd be weird again with Palpatine? That's like I don't know. It's just it, it's obviously going to be trodden later in the comics and the novels and stuff, which will be canon and will satisfy some. But I just think from the movie, it's just un- unnecessarily confusing. I mean, I think the choice to that having the movie start with the crawl and it's like Palpatine lives. Kylo already knows the rebel, the resistance will know in a second. Um, it, it didn't feel any more congruous to me it's just just be like oh they, they all know it's not it's not a surprise really it's it's just just a, a, a in media res choice oh yeah palpatine's back now and we'll act mm-hmm. from there uh it is weird structural choice and once we get there again it's just so confusing and um you know some of it doesn't matter like the, the people in his like crowd room are, are those force ghosts from pat sith are those just is the sith race back uh, are they just uh new followers who the fuck knows also, who really cares? It doesn't really matter. But just the overall confusion of it, it's just annoying. And then, like, along, you know, in connection to that, like, other moments of, oh, let's get back to what we established, we were tried to set up before. The Knights of Ren are back now. Are they? Complete <laughs> waste of time. Did not Complete do anything. Again, because they're not explained. Mm-hmm. And I think some people will be like, well, if Johnson followed the blueprint more, it would have been explained better. But, like, like I, said about, I said before, I don't think loyalty to, you know, lobbing up the volleyball means you need to spike it the way the lobber wanted you to, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, just frustrating things. And I, I, again, just from a filmmaking perspective, I wish the movie uh, was structurally a little different just so it worked better. Yeah. And, I, you know, unnecessary things too, like Kylo welding his mask back together really had very little payoff other than it looked cool. And, you know, I had that moment where, I sense you're disturbed by my appearance, uh, General Hux. And, yeah. you know, I, other than that, he takes it off pretty quickly and never really puts it back on. Um, we get Kylo Ren is a bad guy up until basically the last act of this movie. You know, like, that's not something you need to explain to the, the people who are going to see this. And the mask isn't going to do that. It just feels like they were like, this is something you didn't like from The Last Jedi. So we're going to redo we're gonna fix that here hmm. um no real reason we'll just no. do it though just from like a a simple narrative thing exactly um you know one thing i thought that was a good moment and kind of a nice callback is or, or a nice thing that touched the film was how they added the the voices of uh people from the past so mm-hmm. in, in the first scene you know kylo he, you know 
is being uh, mansplained by Emperor Palpatine, how <laughs> Palpatine has been puppeteering basically his entire life. You know, right. uh, I, I created Snoke and uh, I'm every voice that's been in your head. And it kind of changes from like Palpatine to Vader to Snoke, um, which I thought that was cool. And then similarly, like the mirroring moment when Ray is laying on the floor trying to work up the uh, power to take on Palpatine now with all you know taking her and Ben's power she says be with me you know call back to an earlier scene where she was trying to feel ghosts of uh you know Jedi past and she hears Yoda and she hears Hayden Christensen yeah yeah that was him right I thought I heard him definitely because he he says how he brought balance to the force yeah um which I I thought that was a nice touch like shout out Hayden Christensen um uh you know you hear Mace Windu um Obi-Wan, I believe. I think you actually hear someone from one of the um uh, Akira, is that a that that's a Star Wars Jedi, hmm? right? Um Kira? That's Kira. The, that's Emily no, no. Clark in Solo, not a Jedi. Now there um, there's a, a female Jedi that's very popular. I think it was actually Anakin's Padawan. Oh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yes. I think you actually hmm. hear her voice as well. Oh, that's cool. Didn't notice yes. that. Um so they they have basically every Jedi Hmm. Was Qui Gon there? Was Liam Neeson in there? Not sure. I don't know. I I need to look that up. But I thought that was a really cool moment and like a nice way to tie in like Mm -hmm. the the whole trill like the entire trilogies together. Um, I'm wondering if if Doku's voice was also in there at the beginning with Kylo. I didn't I didn't write that down. Um, But you know, you think back to some of the other like fan servicey moments, like the stuff with Ray or with uh, Ray and Luke on Luke's planet. Um, I mean, how did you feel about a lot of that stuff? Did you feel like that fit? Did you feel like it didn't fit? Uh, wait, what stuff? Sorry. With Luke and Ray on Luke's planet. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the, the, the comment about the a lightsaber deserves respect. Like that, that's an annoying, like light off a of firework for the Reddit bros. Like that, that's just frustrating. Cause it's so on the nose, you know, everything else L- Luke was saying was fine because again, it's like, Luke didn't break bad. Luke just had a crisis of faith. That didn't mean Luke didn't come back around in the end. That's literally how he goes out in The Last Jedi. So everything Luke was saying for the most part, I didn't think really strove too far away. Um, and I think it's cool to get the reveal that, yeah, Leia did get trained. That was something that happened in the EU, hasn't really been explored in the new canon. Um, and she actually had a lightsaber, right? And I guess the the reasons why she stopped being trained, seeing it would go south with Ben later. Um, again, a little, little confusing because you don't get enough time with the moment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was cool. You know, we fully expected Mark Hamill to be back. We knew he was in the movie in some some capacity, so mm-hmm. I was not not surprised at that. Um, and they make a Lachey does show the you know Red Five in the in the water pretty distinctly, so you knew that was always there to be used if necessary. Um, and I guess it was kind of cool, you know, seeing the, uh, seeing her going back and looking at the Jedi texts again, right? Because like mm-hmm. the whole Last Jedi makes a great point about how uh, Luke's like, you don't need these, and uh, <laughs> Yoda starts the fire and stuff, which is an amazing moment, and then Ray Ray saves the books, right? And again, mm-hmm. I think that was actually some of the best stuff. I think it kind of, basically kind of flowed off Last Jedi, well, minus the obvious, uh, you know, comments like with the mm-hmm. sabers shit. Um, See, that was fine with me. Uh, and like, 
Ray's Ray's like inner turmoil. I wish we got a little more just along the way because we're always distracted by their stuff because there's so much plot in this and it's like we could have got the same plot payoff with a little less uh, A to B plot. Um, and like we like like Kylo's inner turmoil is what makes him an amazing character. Right. I mean that that's super easy to understand. And Ray, I think struggling with being told that she actually does have an identity and having to grapple that with the rejections he had already accepted. Mm-hmm. Wish we got a little more of that. But yeah, the Luke stuff I think was was okay. And and I think the thing about Ray's inner turmoil is that she had this turmoil regardless of what her identity was, right? So she, like Luke, was already struggling with um like her faith in terms of the light versus the dark, like what is my true destiny with this? Um, so she was already kind of on this path of, of identity struggle regardless. Um, certainly then finding out your grandfather is one of the most evil people ever is going to uh, impact your, <laughs> your identity. Um, and I do think I, I, I do wish they had uh, searched that a little bit more the Kylo stuff. I mean, Adam Driver uh, was absolutely phenomenal in this role throughout the, the three. Um, I felt like the moment when he turns with Han was one of my probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, um, just because it it was basically as a hallucination in a sense, you know, for mm-hmm. Kylo, but just such a perfect portrayal and a good mirroring i think of of a very memorable moment of the trilogy and i think that's some of driver's best acting it actually kind of reminded me a bit of um the scene in marriage story when he's like reading the letter because it's so so subtle what he's doing with his face Mm -hmm. in it but it says so much about where he's actually at you know right i was just really impressed with that and the whole arc of him in general was fantastic yeah i've been trying to craft the rise of skywalker meme using the marriage story memes and i haven't been able to think of something yet just because they're so good though <laughs> i wish you would die <laughs> i wish i could recreate that somehow but yeah i mean i, I think kylo ren is the the best blockbuster villain since heath ledger i have no qualms about saying that this the he's such an amazing creation so well written and so easy and simple to grasp right the he's an amazing foil to our protagonist and Ray, right? Because he knows exactly where he came from and it was unbearable to him and his constant and turmoil and struggle and the force awakens, you know, it flips on, it flips this on its head because we're used to the, the temptation in the dark, but no Kylo, it's the temptation to go back to the light the whole time for him. And we had never seen that before. So, I think he's incredibly satisfying and I was really thrilled when uh, Ray heals him on the Endor moon just because I was like, nah, there's no way he, end- we- he mm-hmm. dies right now. It's too abrupt. Yeah, and sure no. enough, it wasn't. Um, that, that was, let me exhale. I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> you just literally would be like, like, like ripping out a few pages of the book. You wouldn't have ended anything. Um, How do you feel about the way he dies? This, this was the part I overlooked in terms of my recap. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what happens is Ray, uh, the power that she uses to destroy Palpatine kills her basically. And mm-hmm. Kylo uses force 
bringing back yeah. the life abilities to save Ray and basically transfers himself. his like life force to her. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I kind of saw it coming. I kind of expected mm-hmm. it because we had seen a lot of that established so far with even Palpatine taking stuff out of them to build himself back up physically. Um, yeah, so th- that's kind of what I expected. I think it's a, you know, I think it was satisfying that Kylo would ha- would would meet full redemption through death. I think redemption through death was kind of predicted for him at least in some way and i thought that was a an effective way for it to happen given the given the palpy of it all <laughs> how did you feel about the kiss um yeah so i'm like there's anticipation I, I imagine maybe that's a boo moment for some people i don't know like a lot of people were shipping that like the Raylo stuff and um yeah i mean I, it was not something i was like rooting for one way or the other but uh i, don't know, I think it kind of made sense to me because they had just they, they were drawn together Mm-hmm. through these movies and they had such a deep connection yeah and yeah i, I think it works i think I, I think there's lots of thrilling moments in this movie and that's what makes a lot of it so dis- d- d- disappointing because like the frustrating structure of stuff just makes it so disjointed but yeah i think everything with ray and kylos is amazing you know it they had i think good bones of something here like uh, the the wayfinder as a, a MacGuffin, I think makes a lot of sense and having to like decipher it makes a lot of sense. The fact that they had to find the Wayfinder twice, um, that they had to not only find a way to reprogram C-3PO, but then off of that also save Chewie and then talk about Ray's parentage, uh, basically within like the a 30 minute span. It was just, it was just a lot. And I found myself, uh, maybe not feeling confused, but maybe just like overwhelmed at times by how much was going on. You're, the only real break you get from constantly going somewhere, or constant action, the first act is when you see Chewie, Finn, and Poe playing for, uh, Star Wars chess or whatever it's called. Were you about chess. to say Fortnite? For, I was gonna, I was gonna say Force <laughs> Chess. Uh, Fortnite oh. would be way better. Um, <laughs> But yeah, nah, uh, when you see them playing chess, and that that's actually a really funny moment. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's like action, 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 you know? <laughs> I, I actually kind of brings me to something I want to ask you. How do you feel about Chewie throughout this? Mm. I think he should have died from the lightning. Damn. That would have been so unceremonious for Chewie. True. But what we got wasn't any more ceremony. It's like, oh, he gets the medal at the end. But it's like, I was happy for Chewie getting the medal. Yeah, sure. But like, Chewie doesn't speak to anyone. We we don't know what Chewie sounds like. Or we don't we don't know what Chewie says at Damn. any time. He he's he's a he's a secondary character. He, like he, him getting extra time is like three PO getting extra time. Like we didn't need three PO to look back at everyone one last time. That ultimately didn't like it was fine but it didn't work for me as much because we already knew that he could just learn everything again like he and, gets his mind wiped in the end of the sith right. resets like he's still built together he's basically still there and like art and like even though r2 literally gives him the download and he learns most of the stuff immediately even if he didn't r2 would have just rolled with it and he would have learned everyone again like that was that stuff and keeping chewie alive like I'm not, he didn't need to die either, but I think just, just focusing on that is like unnecessarily looking at the past to, to establish old feeling again and is getting away from, I think, the, the, new, the new, new relationships that we need. And 
I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of characters in this sequel trilogy because we have all the old, all the old people and all these new new people, mm-hmm. and it, it just it, it's it's hard to balance. It, it's incredibly hard to balance and to give everybody the time they deserved. Um, you know, when I was watching this and kind of thinking about um, who, what, what what was I expecting or what was I hoping to see out of it. Um, I think the the Kylo Ray stuff, like we talked about, really hit. Um, I think the satisfying endings for the original trilogy people were hit and miss. You know, Leia Leia's tough because I, I feel like she gets a strong moment there, and she gets a little bit more ex- explained. It was cool, like you said, seeing her training, but obviously they could only do so much with what they already had filmed and what they could kind of dub over with mm-hmm. like the the facial uh of course digitizing luke um i felt like was fine you know i i didn't i, I thought it was good to have him back we knew he's coming back but it was okay lando i was kind of like all right fine hmm. to see lando chewie i was fine with yeah. i didn't care about 3po but how the hell do you sideline r2 for so much of the film but give c3po so much of the shining interesting talk you know um you know especially because george has said that it's, R2 is kind of like the hero of the story. The narrator. <laughs> yeah, the narrator. It's like, how is he then he's, sidelined? Let's not forget he's also sidelined in uh, Force Awakens. He's literally just in low power mode, just chilling in the base. Um, also, I mean, even R2, but like, we get all the C-3PO and we barely get any BB-8. Right. It's just a choice to focus on the past again. But we get Drio. Yeah, uh, Dio, whatever his Dio, name is. Dio, yeah. I don't know. Apparently droid. becomes another another MacGuffin once they talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, once they talk to him. I mean, apparently, you know, you read the uh, the New York Times article that got some uh, attention when Boyega's comments came out of it, but overall, it's kind of is illuminating. Uh, Abrams and Chris Terrio, the, who, who co-wrote it, like they're they're kind of making this movie on the fly, changing the script and stuff, and that's not inherently new to Star Wars. Everyone knows that Darth Vader and Luke's dad weren't always the same people. Luke's sister and Leia were not always the same people. George changes mind in the, in the, in the, in the making too. But I think everyone really can agree and that having seen what we've gotten that the, the making these movies one at a time, um, inherently this is going to cause problems, especially when you truly decide to 180 on what the movies tell you to care about movie to movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just just a, the, the, that kind of way of making studio art is uh is is, is difficult. Certainly, and it, you know, it just kind of amazes me because Disney has been so strategic in so many ways, and to not have just like a overall plan for this, you know, like a overall like I think I think the one thing that they had as um, a certainty was that they wanted Kylo and Ray to have this connection throughout. Yeah. Where it's a will that who will turn, who will turn who, and uh, eventually you know, Ray is going to turn Kylo or defeat him. Like that's that's the way the arc of this trilogy goes, and that being the main thing that they had planned out worked the best. So the fact that they didn't have the rest of this just like kind of written out from the beginning is just so like it's disappointing. And uh, certainly I I understand wanting to like make adjustments on the fly, but it's evident that the the seeds of things that that they started with that they were like this is the central part of the story worked out the best and uh i feel like there's just a missed opportunity by not having it a better plan for how to approach this 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Any other thoughts on like moments from the film, anything like that? I mean, we, <laughs> we've gone through a lot of it. Um, the battle scenes I thought were, were like you said, choppy, but a lot of cool stuff in there. The lightsaber battles I thought were cool. Um, uh, what do you think of the, the comment about the holdo maneuver? Uh, hold the maneuver. That's one in a million. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't inherently find that offensive. Like, I think that's kind of like a good, like can establishment. Like, yeah, that's not going to work every time. Yeah. It's not like, Oh yeah, we'll just hyperspace in the shit and blow it up all the time. Like, I think it's kind of good from like a world building. I, I didn't see that as a shot at, mm-hmm. at, across the bow at last Jedi, the way some people have. What about you? Yeah, I didn't think much about that either. Um, to be honest, it kind of just went, I, I, I don't even think I tuned into that that much. Um, I I thought it was cool seeing like uh, Admiral Akbar must have had a kid at some point. We see. (laughs) I mean, we've seen other mom calamari before. That 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 that's Uh, not a surprise. Remember, Radis dies in Rogue One. uh, I'm gonna say that that's Admiral Akbar's on on Akbar's ship. He has other compatriots of his. Oh yeah, he wasn't the only one. (laughs) Eh, I'm still calling it Akbar's kid. I don't know. Any other cool moments that, that you liked or just things that you enjoyed about the film? Uh, I feel like we've been pretty negative for the most part. And I, I enjoyed it. Like, that's the thing. It's entertaining yeah. as hell. But that's what I'm saying. Everything we're talking about is a meta thing. Right. Like, I think, I think, like, just like filmmaking wise, it's choppy. It's overstuffed. It inherently dilutes some of its moments because it can't get things the time they deserve. Um, I think the broad strokes of this plot would have even would would have worked better if we weren't obsessed with throwing extra stuff from the past. Like the Knights of Ren. If we just eliminated that and I'd be like, oh here guys, the Knights of Ren, here they are. We have nothing more to say about that, but they're here. Like we could have just got them in comics. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh stuff like that. Uh but yeah, I, I think like it's just still thrilling and like there's stuff that's just gonna tug on your heartstrings at times because that's Star Wars and like that's ultimately what they were going for this make you feel good again. And you can look at the incredibly wide range of reactions to this movie. I think the critics, because they're going to think about things a certain way. That's just the way movie criticism works are focusing a lot of the negative and it makes sense that that, that would happen. But just from fan, you know, subject to fan response, it's all over the place. I've seen people say it's the, their favorite star Wars movie. I think that's because like, if you find a lot of these moments, if they pay off for you, and it's truly thrilling stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, like I, I again, Kylo Ren, I adore the whole the, everything about the character. So, like, I, I still find all that stuff satisfying. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a little bungled. It's kind of it's kind of kind of odd. Odd yeah. that this is this is this was the decision. Th- this is what they decide to use to get everybody back. You know, and it's like. JJ, he kind of he kind of did Star Trek in the Darkness again. He kind of mm-hmm. fumbled the ball once he had to do more with the initial setup, and it's yeah. I will say the one thing this, the one thing this movie does well that I think the Last Jedi did not do great was it put the main cast together and their chemistry and their performances. I think is mm-hmm. the best part of it, and it's fun seeing them all together um, in the Falcon. With, yeah, sharing the mission together. Um, at yeah. any point so yeah it's great. I, I definitely enjoyed that um you know we, we talked i said before i think we'll be seeing these characters moving forward maybe not in like as a feature films maybe cameos jumping in here and there what do you think about that who do you think we'll be seeing more of moving forward from this cast um 
Driver's gone. Drive well, drive yeah, drive, driver driver. Now the driver's dead. He has no reason to come back. Driver's too talented of an actor to want to come yeah. back. Uh, again, so I'm actually curious. Did Harrison Ford actually record new, shoot that new scene where he comes back? Because he looks just like he did in Force Awakens. I wonder if that's old footage, the same way the latest stuff was old hmm. Force Awakens footage. The reason I say that is because Ford was a similar thing. He, he didn't want to come back. He yep. only came back to Force Awakens because they wouldn't kill him, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't think Oscar Isaac wants to come back either. He's another amazing actor in his prime. The obligations that go into shooting franchise movies and being obligated for multiple sequels is taxing. Mm-hmm. And if you have a big career, you don't want that. I don't think Daisy really wants to come back as Ray either. She was never a Star Wars fan going in. I love the character. I think she gave us a great performance the whole time. But I think she's ready to move on to and you know, actually really establish her career a little bit more. She's only had a few few things pop up since then. Again, she hasn't had the time. Um, Boyega though I think Boyega as Finn is the most likely to maybe get a Disney Plus series but the thing is mm-hmm. I wonder if they're immediately gonna we're gonna immediately gonna get anything in the post Rise of Skywalker realm hmm. Mandalorian of course we know season 2 is being shot right now but Mandalorian takes place a few years after Return of the Jedi Force Awakens is 30 years after Return of the Jedi th- th- that's a whole sandbox for the whole life of that show so that that's fine right we know we're getting a Kenobi show that's in the past Catch an Andor show from Tony mm-hmm. Gilroy. That's in the past. I don't know if they're going to rush to give us stuff post Rise of Skywalker because I think they're still working on whatever the new movies are going to be. You know, we know about those dates, whether they hold or not. After Benioff and Weiss leaving, you know, things are definitely mm-hmm. slowed. Does the foggy stuff come to the forefront now? But yeah, I would. I don't think we're going to see any of them for a while but if i had to bet on someone coming back it's 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 boyega, boyega. yeah i i agree i think boyega is probably most likely to come back although i'm gonna put this prediction out there maybe it'll happen maybe it won't ray in some form taking baby yoda in help train <laughs> him uh maybe like a cameo from mandalorian because there's only so long mandalorian uh, mando can carry baby yoda around i'm also saying this not having seen the most recent one so if something has uh, happened with yeah. that, i don't think so but we don't jump ahead 30 something years don't worry <laughs> yeah. so um but i i would i think that could be a possibility is like a all right ray's like gonna take baby yoda in and mando yeah, i guess go off i guess other adventures by by the time Rise of skywalker is baby yoda like a teenager now or at least of padawan age i think he's post baby age right mm, dude he's like 50 He's 50, but he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. Yoda dies like 900. <laughs> I think Yaddle was like several hundred years old, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, when, when, when is puberty for the Yoda species? Is it past 100? Yeah, is it 200? Don't I don't know. <laughs> I think canonically that kind of has to factor into if Ray can train baby Yoda. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, That's a little maybe. galaxy brain for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm not really sure who else we'll see. I think Poe might pop in for like cameos here and there. You know, Oscar Isaac, very busy, very in demand actor. I would, Again, I would really like if you to pay see, enough. Yeah, he'll probably come back. I mean, who's to say? I, I would like to see like a, a Poe, just like you know, uh, being a fighter in space type movie, like a one off, something like that. I feel like that could be pretty hmm. interesting. Sure. But yeah, you know, it's it really feels like this is a. Uh, uh, a closing here of, of the saga, which is, I think, good and bad in a way. I'm ready for some new Star Wars content, but hmm. let's not forget, though, Ray buries the sabers at the Lars homestead. 
they always can be dug up in a few decades from now, right? Oh, will God. we see a Skywalker again? I think, unfortunately, yes, we will. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll see if we're still still doing a podcast when that happens, Dave. Any last thoughts about um, the rise of Skywalker or just Star Wars in general? Uh, I'm curious to see the overall box office. Mm-hmm. Like Force Awakens, this is uh, unlike Last Jedi. Like Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker has its opening weekend go directly into the, the holiday week, so you really can't judge the performance until we're after New Year's because all these weekdays from this point on kind of serve as weekend days in the way the box office functions. You can look at the history of this year by year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it's not doing well in China. That's no surprise. Star Wars just has not worked in China. There was no legacy to it, you know. Superheroes mm-hmm. have taken over that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think it looks like we're looking around 200 million opening weekend. But I'm curious to see how, how high does it get here domestically on, like, January 4th or whatever, you know. Next time we record, we'll be able to answer that. But people are showing up for it. That's not that's, that's not a question. So any... any uh. Uh, sentiment of the last Jedi hurting, hurting Turner. I don't think it's true, and even the the mediocre reviews aren't really going to make an impact either. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I wanted to ask you just as like a, maybe a wrap up question: more satisfying ending to overall saga, the la- the Rise of Skywalker or Avengers Endgame? Interesting. So I think Avengers Endgame clearly works better. Oh, yeah. uh, that was the main takeaway of Avengers Endgame. It's like wow, that was way more. <laughs> functional than anyone ex- expected uh, especially given where, where infinity war leaves that that story right but it's hard for me to look at it as an ending it's an ending for two people three people mm-hmm. iron man captain america and i guess black widow even though we're getting the pre the prequel soon mm-hmm. so it is different you know and also sure. like marvel's much more serialized three movies a year all of, of a piece star wars is much grander and has i think more uh loftier thematic ambitions that's always been the case so they're quite different but yeah i mean avengers endgame is is, is a better film and a more successful film both financially and uh, uh, creatively and that does that does that does speak to something you know what feige's expected influence in a certain sense over the, the future movies mm-hmm. to come good answer uh, i I'm, I'm gonna say endgame though uh you know i, I do think about it as like the, at least the ending like that phase certainly other characters live on but it's going in a much different direction. I think those movies are going to be different in a way moving forward. But um, I, I think, uh, I think both of these were, were satisfying in their own way. And if you haven't seen the rise of Skywalker and you just listened to this entire spoiler podcast, <laughs> uh, go see it. So you can join in. Leave a comment about why you did that. I'm curious. Yeah. Some people like to have it spoiled, man. Um, but l- leave a comment regardless. Let us know your thoughts. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. we'll be back with our, our best TV movies and music of the decade in the next couple of weeks. What else we got? Right. Anything? Uh, more movies to come that we'll be talking about. Little more. Women, Uncut Gems, Two Popes, 1917. More maybe movies. Little, maybe a little Aeronauts action. They let Lemon fly balloons now, Pat. Did you hear? What about Cats, dog? We're gonna I'm seeing cats. I will be seeing it. So I'll, I'm sure I'll be seeing it too. So it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's a sight to behold, and I'm actually kind of kind of anticipating it just because I don't know uh, what's in store. <laughs> well, Dave, uh, may may the force be with you, dog.
Have a good holiday. Peace.